You got it. You got it in your head. You got the monologue in your head. Guys, this is the first time that I've come to a podcast recording knowing what I want to say. And the thing is, the discussion of Tom and Ariana on Vanderpump Rules and what happened with them this week is so in-depth and has so many layers to it. I don't want to do it a disservice by not giving you enough backstory to understand why this is so shocking and so upsetting. And so I I just, I'm nervous that I'm not going to get all my points across as clearly as I would like. So everyone, please bear with me. I have faith that you can do it because this story is in your bones. <laughs> it really is. This story is. is in your bones. It's as much your story as it is theirs. And it's like, you realize I was just re-watching the show from the beginning and Ariana has just popped up in my season two rewatch. So I just, I have a lot of feelings. You were born for this moment. Take a deep <laughs> breath and we will start the podcast. But first, a word from our sponsor, Skillshare. Yes, Skillshare. <laughs> this episode of Two Gay Mats is brought to you by Skillshare. We all know I love nothing more than a day job where I can close my computer right at 6 p.m. and focus on my passion projects like Two Gay Mats and Matt Palmer Music. The good part's available now. Ever since we started doing things like live streams and actually posting to TikTok, I've wanted to sharpen my skills in those areas, and Skillshare is the best place to do just that. With Skillshare, I'm excited to learn more about film and video, about Photoshop, about marketing, which I am famously terrible at, and I'm excited to learn from creators and professionals who are actually masters of it. So if you're one of the first 1,000 people to click the link in the episode description, you can sign up for Skillshare and get your first month completely free. So why wait? Click the link in the episode description and sign up for Skillshare today. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another Two Gay Mats podcast. It's Matt Steele. It's Matt Palmer. And Matt Palmer just told me that I should introduce everything because I probably won't be talking for a while. But you'll talk during this intro because we'll get to giving the, uh, not giving me moments, but the news for idiots in a moment. So Matt Steele. Yes. How was your week? My week was very, very busy. As I told you, two of my best friends came in from out of town, Fernando and Matt Bridges. Mm -hmm. uh, And so I got to hang out with them a lot on Monday with our very good friend, Greg. And then Tuesday, we went to Universal Studios. Because my good friend Greg uh, works there. He's a VIP tour guide. And so he got us some uh, cheaper tickets <laughs> and also some uh, early access tickets to Nintendo Land or Nintendo World. <gasps> Do not call it Super Mario World because they will yell at you. Wait, really? Yeah, you I literally know. thought it, it was called, called Super Mario. Nintendo World or Nintendo Land. Whatever. But it's all Mario characters, isn't but it? It's Nintendo. They, they get very angry. This is crazy. I, I mean, sure. <laughs> yes. Um, How just, was it? It was adorable and fun and gorgeous. You walk in and it's like, I mean, I had to be there at seven in the morning because <laughs> that's what early access is. You oh. go like an hour and a half before the park opens and you get mm. to experience it earlier. So, you know, I don't love waking up early. That's very early. Uh, yes, it is. And so, but you know, you walk in and it's just the most gorgeously designed exhibit. Like it's interesting because you walk around it and it's actually smaller than it appears, but the way it's mm. designed, it looks so deep and intricate that you're just like, wow, this feels massive. That's so exciting. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really cool. It's, um, it, like the way it's designed is really brilliant. It is a little gamier than uh, I tend to enjoy in a theme park. <laughs> like, <laughs> 
like I'm I'm a ride girl. Like I while yes. I am very impressed with how everything is designed and everything, it's like at the end of the day, I truly don't care if there's vomit on the sidewalk and just nothing is designed. Just strap me in on a ride, hurl me around upside down, make me feel like I'm gonna die. How soon, many rides were it. there? Oh, in Mario, yeah. in Nintendo Land, <laughs> yes, uh, there was one. Oh, and it was and is it, it the Mario Kart. Yes, well, okay. uh, ish. It's like you like are driving around this cart, and you have like you have to push these little guns and throw turtle shells at okay. the things and everything. Was you know? it fun? It, it was fun. It was very cute. And but the big thing with Mario World is like these like challenges that mm. you you have to buy a wristband. I did not buy a wristband, but you have to <laughs> buy a wristband to like do these challenges. Okay. Um, and so the challenges are very cute and everything. But like you know, I'm a ride girl, so my, it was a very impressive. Uh, attraction but I was excited to do especially when we were finished with it that's when the park opened and oh, like, okay. there were so many people in there Lord. so we really beat all the lines that's like awesome. the early access tickets were worth it and so I was I was more excited to go to the other more uh, ridey rides of Universal Studios Got it. Uh, Wednesday I had lunch with my friend Arthur um, uh, Thursday I saw another friend uh, my friend Zach was coming in from out of town he really wanted me to meet his fiance oh yeah and so me and my friend Connor drove down to Long Beach to see them because he flew into Long Beach because okay. they were going to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. So that was another early day. I met Connor picked me up at 8 o'clock in the morning and I hung out with them, had some breakfast and everything. So it was a, a week of early uh, rises. Wow. But to see friends from out of town because like Arthur was visiting from out of town too. So like, you know, I, I don't like rising early, but I will do it for friends. That's kind. I'm so what a, kind. What a good person. Where's your Nobel Prize? I, Truly? Honestly. <laughs> That's Because I was so peaceful when I did it. Because I was just like, you know what? It's okay. <laughs> I will wake up early to go to this attraction that has no rides. But, it happens. But I will do it because I love my friends. It and happens. I did have a genuinely wonderful time. That's lovely. Matt Palmer, yes. how was your week? My week was also pretty good. I saw Matt Bridges on Monday for lunch. We went mm. to Cheesecake Factory, which was great. And great to see him again. I just hadn't seen him in such a long oh, time. Good choice. Cheesecake Factory has such big portions. Oh, it's great. And it's just like the food is good. The menu is endless. I could look at it for days, read it like a book, yeah. like a novel. I love Cheesecake Factory. Um, this weekend was kind of low key and it was nice because last weekend was so busy seeing people and I was like not feeling super social. We were like had plans on Friday that got canceled. And so we just kind of stayed in and uh, I watched Women Talking, which... I, I, this is not a comment on the movie. I was very tired that week. So <laughs> I, it is just women talking. And so I, I fell asleep a good number of times. Okay. So I I think I got the gist and it seemed lovely. And I wasn't as bothered about like the Instagram filter people are saying they don't like about the movie. That didn't bother me. It also was just like, I don't know, it's just such an intense situation that like based on a true story is so fucked up and it's yeah. just like messes with your mind yeah. a bit. Oh, you know, I, th- I think it's beautifully shot too. Mm. Like like the, the way the shots work in the movie. I, I loved women talking. You yeah. were not bothered by the color? No, I got used grading. to it very quickly. I, but the way when I saw like how it was shot, I was like, oh, I'm really impressed by this. Mm. So I and think the screenplay is fantastic. I, I think it'd be great if it wins. I, it's kind of the front runner to win. So it just won the WTA. Wait, to win what? To win uh, adapted screenplay. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. We were yes. talking about best picture. Uh, no, everything everyone wants is winning. Okay, just want to make sure. Do not worry. Nothing has changed since May when I said it was going to win. Things could have changed. I don't know. <laughs> but um, changed. So, yes, that was a, a nice Friday. And then Saturday, I had a whole plan. I have a new song called Most Improved that I was going to perform. Not perform, but like record the vocals live, which is like something I did before with a song called Broken Hearts Club. And I had this whole plan. Do it at 2 p.m. I went on a walk with Janie that morning, came back home, and my internet's not working. 
And I'm like doing everything I can, trying to do all the plugging and things that I can do. And I call up uh, Spectrum and I'm just like, hi, the internet's not working. The modem looks like everything's okay, but I plug it into the router and it's showing me that there's no internet. I plug it in directly into my computer. Nothing happens. Like, what can we do? What can be done? And also the internet is under Jackson's name. So they're like, are you Mr. Musker? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, yes, this is mine. I give them his number. I was like, yeah, this is the number attached to the account. We talk about it and like, I'm in a good mood, but like I have, it's at two. We have it. It's set on the schedule that we're starting at two. And so the clocks are ticking. Yeah. And he's like, well, can you try plugging it into the router again? Try plugging it in directly to your computer, plug it back into the router. And then he's like, I think it's a problem with your router. Like you should call the company that makes it because we, you know, you guys don't use the, the hardware we make. You really could use the hardware we make and we could do diagnostics. Do you want to buy that? And I was like, well, I've used it before and it's pretty slow. So oh. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, God, they think Jackson's such a bitch. Oh, no. <laughs> I was nice for 90% of it. But like the times are ticking and like you're not giving me real solutions. Sure. So initially then they're like, OK, uh, we're going to schedule someone to come out Tuesday. I was like, oh, we won't be able to do the live podcast, but we'll all live through that. Whatever, whatever. Uh, he gets off the phone. I go through the process of like canceling the live and rescheduling it for the next week. And I mess around with the cords a little bit. And I'm like, well, let me try using this other Ethernet cable instead of the one I was previously using. And it works. You know what? It works. That is, we're happy about that. And you know, I, it sucks when you have to postpone a cute live that you were yes. planning and like a song that you wanted to record. And right. But now you have an extra week to yes. like think about the song a little more, maybe change a lyric or two. No, that the might, song's done. The song's done? Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well. But I just felt, I mean, and I guess that's a part of the job being like a tech company customer support, but I felt kind of like an idiot, like calling back. Luckily, I got a different person. But I called back. I was like, oh, hi, I'm gonna need uh i had a scheduled appointment for next week on tuesday and like you know what we need, we can just go on and cancel that oh and they're like oh so your internet's working then i was like uh-huh and i was like if you're gonna ask me follow-up questions i will be honest but i'm not just offering the information like oh yeah i was being an idiot and was kind of a bitch on the phone and you think my name's jackson so <laughs> jackson difficult to work with <laughs> listen i don't think they would think you're an idiot like any any how would you know your ethernet cable doesn't work i don't know you know you it doesn't like say on the ethernet cable like out of battery and, or out of juice or whatever and, so in fine. my defense he didn't say you should check your ethernet cable That's like he was hey. giving he was giving me a lot of solutions and that wasn't one of them so you know what? i felt a little silly you know what? at the end of the day no one died jackson's reputation is a little soiled but right. you know what he's already like one of the nicest guys on the planet so like he can come down a peg. exactly yeah. gotta come down a peg it's, it's fine. only fair speaking of soiled reputation all right guys well <laughs> my timer is starting Don't start a timer okay so there's a television show called Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> We're really starting at the beginning. We have to start at the beginning. God created the heaven and the earth, baby. This is not a Bravo podcast. I realize there are non-Bravo listeners. I want to give you context just so you know why this is such a big deal and why all of your Bravo friends are shaking and crying and like going through it over the past week. The show starts with Tom Sandoval. He's dating a girl named Kristen. At the beginning of season two, Tom Sandoval's in the doghouse because he has cheated on Kristen with a bottle service girl. The season goes all the way through. He cheats on her again with a girl named Ariana, a season two edition. And the Sandoval and Ariana say, okay, we just made out. Kristen believes they did more. It never really happens. Like nothing happens in which it's we decide what really happened there. But Ariana and Tom get together. 
This would be a bigger deal of the season, except Kristen, that same season, had slept with Jax, who at the time was the star of the show, and also the, like, ex-boyfriend, maybe almost new boyfriend, of her best friend, Stassi. So the whole reunion was about crazy Kristen, how dare you sleep with the sky, how dare you do this, you're cheating on Tom, and you're doing this to Stassi, what an awful person. But Tom Sandoval had already cheated twice, and was with Ariana... And no one really had any questions. It was like, okay, they're together now. Kristen's crazy. We can't believe anything she says. Season, all right. After season two, the show is a big enough hit that the new people added to the show are the people that come on the show as a significant other of one of the cast members okay. want to be famous. Like, it's now becoming The Bachelor. It's becoming Big Brother. It's like the goal here is have an Instagram following, be famous. I'm now on Vanderpump Rules. Kristen starts dating this man named James. James is 21 and, like, very outwardly, at least emotionally abusive, maybe more. Oh. They break up in season four and he calls her the most horrible names. He spits on her door. He's just so outwardly horrible much like Jax was um and so as the seasons go on Tom and Ariana are the stable couple they are together they are just stable couple they have been together at this point for nine years in season 10 Holy which we're in they were together for the, the whole time they never got married but they own a house together they uh have businesses together they've written books together their oh, lives are businesses very intertwined uh, Ariana doesn't really want kids, but was like, okay, I'm going to freeze my eggs just in case because Tom might want them at some point and I want to have the decision, the option, whatever. As time goes on, James, d- after breaking up with Kristen, brings on a girl named Raquel. Raquel and James start dating. Raquel's real name is Rachel and she has changed it to Raquel, very Hilaria Baldwin. So we should have known that that was weird and we should keep an eye on her, but she just comes across as harmless is the first word like big eyes she's a pageant girl she seems very sweet James is so difficult and she just has big eyes and is sweet and maybe not the brightest but like never once could you think of a bad thing to say about her and at this point the show is so big all of the people that were in the original cast like Stassi, Katie, Kristen are so unwelcoming to any new cast member Mm -hmm. so cruel like icing them out trying to get them off the show Ariana is so beyond nice to these new people, including Raquel. Tom and Ariana take her under their wing. Eventually, season nine comes around. Tom Sandoval is like, okay, man, I'm going to try to help you propose to Raquel, James. You guys have been together for five years. I'm going to pay for your proposal. I'm going to have this whole Coachella event that uh, I will pay for. And um, James, you get to propose to Raquel in whatever way you want. This is going to be so beautiful. This engagement, of course, ends (laughs) by the reunion. They are no longer together. Raquel is now on the show. We've been watching three weeks of it. And she's essentially the star of the show at this point because she's like the messy single girl. Okay. And like just trying to find her way. She's like this Bambi-eyed new deer in like single life and just trying to find her way. Sandoval and Ariana still very much together, um, caring for her, letting her sleep at their place when they need it. Um, and the whole storyline of the season is Tom, a different Tom, it's confusing. Schwartz and Katie have just gotten a divorce. Okay. And Katie finds out that Raquel is considering making out with Tom Schwartz because there was a rumor going around that Schwartz had hooked up with Raquel at Coachella, but that never happened. Schwartz was not at Coachella. Okay. Um, so the whole season that we're about to watch is about like, will Raquel kiss Schwartz? Oh my gosh, Katie's gonna be so pissed. How could Raquel do this? But at the end of the day, as annoying as it is, they're both single people. I'm assuming this was during a bad season, right? We're no, like- this is now and it's a good season. Oh, okay. And it's like, okay, it's the one thing Katie said was don't hook up with anyone in the friend group. And it seems like Schwartz and Raquel are hooking up. Okay, great. On Thursday, Wednesday night, 
Tom Sandoval also is just a big loser. He's like, he looks like a gay Johnny Depp type. He wears guy liner. He fronts a cover band. There's nothing cool about this person. He makes my skin crawl. But he's performing, and Ariana, still nine years in, this is real time, not on the show, yes. taking video of uh, Sandoval performing. And it's like, oh, I have his phone. I'm taking this video. Wow, well, so amazing. What a performer. Goes to the bathroom with Tom Sandoval's phone. Oh, God, I love this. Receives a text message from Raquel. Oh, God, I love this. That is in sexual in nature. And then scrolls through their text messages. Oh. And for the past seven months, they have been having an active affair. Like, this is not a one-time-I-slept-with-you thing. This is like, Ariana is my friend, and I... And the whole rumor about, like, Schwartz and Raquel hooked up at Coachella. No, Sandoval and Raquel hooked up at Coachella. So before the season even started shooting, they're having a, a, a relationship behind Ariana's back. They have gone to the point of being like, okay, we're going to both wear lightning bolt necklaces. So you can look at pictures of Raquel in this lightning bolt necklace and Tom Sandoval in this lightning bolt necklace from months and months and months ago. How did uh, like uh, 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 Ariana not notice like, oh, they both have lightning bolt necklaces? Well, it, that's just like, oh, you have things, but they were signs that we love each other that's, from afar. You, when you're having an affair, you don't need a sign. Exactly. Like, it's not that I'm telling anyone to have an affair, but if you're going to have an affair, have no evidence. No evidence. <laughs> like, so they were like sending each other signs, saying they wanted to be together. Uh, Raquel is currently at the point that Ariana finds this. Ra- Raquel is on Watch What Happens Live with Sheena, who's had her back, but is also Ariana's best friend ariana texts raquel and sheena and it's like you're dead to me sends the video of it sheena finds out about this basically right after watch what happens live ends sheena punches raquel in the face (laughs) and as this news breaks and we all know about it the production is like okay cameras back up up we have not been filming this show for six months and we are capturing everything about this and okay Yes. Is this going to be good TV? Is cheating scandals, like, is a cheating scandal what you want from Vanderpump Rules? Absolutely. But this is just so beyond cruel. The commitment that Tom Sandoval had made to this girl and who had done so, like, supported this guy who's such a fucking loser. She has been out of his league the entire time and had she's done nothing but support all of his idiotic dreams. And this is how he repays her. She froze her she eggs. Froze That's her like, eggs. isn't that like a really invasive? It's very invasive. It's just, and it's like, she's a person that if it weren't for him, I don't want kids. Like, yeah. this, is, I shouldn't even need to be doing this. And Raquel, it's like, I think the only reason I am, have less to blame for her is like, she wasn't the one in a committed relationship. But still, this is your only. Like, no, but fuck her. But fuck her. <laughs> but fuck and her. This, she is one of the two people on the cast that accepted you. And just a week ago was like, yes. she is a true friend to me, Ariana. And it's like, have like, what are you thinking? It is not worth the Instagram followers, the like fame you thought you were gonna get to truly blow up this relationship and someone else's life for this. Like, even for me who loves trash, I love trash. I love bad things. <laughs> I, on, love trash. I love trash. I love trash. I love watching a car crash relationship happen. This is heartbreaking to me. Like, this poor woman did nothing to deserve this. Mm-hmm. And now, of course, Tom is like he. Tom owns Tom Tom and Schwartz and Sandy's two restaurants that people are going on Yelp, giving one star reviews to and canceling their reservations to. And it's like, and now they're all putting out comments, like uh, statements being like, this is all a personal thing that one person did. There's so many people that go into this restaurants. Please don't like review bomb us. Mm-hmm. And Sandoval released a whole monologue apology, apologizing to Schwartz, his business partner, apologizing to the other people at the restaurants he owns. 
Ariana's name is not mentioned. Ooh, you're not going to apologize to the person you deceived and you embarrassed and whose time you wasted. I'm sickened. This show is excellent, but like, <laughs> I it's not worth it. Like, and also Raquel, where is the long term goal here? If the goal was like, I want to be the star of the show, you're on an island. There's no way to get kicked off a Bravo show quicker than be like, no one's actually your friend. So what is the point of having you in this group? Does Sandoval stay on the show? I don't know. Like, it's just like. Raquel had James to hide behind because James is so outwardly horrible. And Tom, when Jax was on the show, Sandoval had Jax to hide behind because Jax is so outwardly horrible. But you two sneaky motherfuckers, you are the worst type of person. I just, I can't believe this happened and I'm so upset. And of course I'm going to watch every frame, but I just... How do you feel? <laughs> I want the cinematic recreation. I want Scorsese's a huge Vanderpump Rules fan. So like I could see I see him just sitting at home just being like, "Okay, <laughs> I see the scene in the bathroom where Ariana goes through the the text messages right. and re- reads months worth of text messages and discovers." Can you believe that? That's crazy. Like heartbreaking. That's awful. Poor Ariana. Poor Ariana. So justice for Ariana. Justice for Ariana. Apparently there are like justice for Ariana shirts out there that are going to be, you know, proceeds are going to some uh, charity of her choice. That's great. There's merch available. I just, I'm just so sickened by it and it's occupied such a big space in my mind that I'm glad I can at least get this out. And the fact that this is happening in real time, wild. You did a great job. Thank you, you so much. You did not stumble over a <laughs> damn word. And you understood the gravity. I understood the gravity. I understood every single moment that happened. You did it in a concise way. You need to write all of my speeches <laughs> from now on. If All right. I know you, you just know that. If it were your choice, yeah. would you keep Sandoval or Raquel on this show? After this season. For like a season. <laughs> For like one season. Okay. Just to, you know, see the fallout Even though a little the, more. Yes, because we want to see the fallout. Yeah. But man, you are so hated. So this happened on, so like this, this was happened. discovered on, on Watch What Happens Live. Like, uh, uh, what's it, Sheena and Raquel, Raquel were on Watch What Happens Live when Ariana sent this. Yes, but they didn't read it on the show. Like, of they course. didn't find no, out. No, no, of, no. Yes, but yes. yes, they were on Watch What Happens Their Live. Their phones were vibrating. Their phones were while, buzzing. Backstage yes. in the green room. Yes, before Damn. Raquel got pumped, uh, punched, I guess. Oh my god. Which like we don't support physical violence, no. but I understand. Happy anniversary to the Oscars, I guess. Oh god. <laughs> okay. That was now, great. That was great, guys. I feel like I can breathe. <laughs> that was really good. I just and I, I echo your sentiments. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. I'm glad it's out. <laughs> Next up. Next up. <laughs> Apparently, um, crew members have claimed that Euphoria creator Sam Levinson's new HBO series, The Idol, with The Weeknd and Lily Rose Depp, has been utter chaos with firings, hidden scripts, and a wasted $75 million budget. Ooh, whoa. What a budget. So apparently things are being rewritten, reshot. It's just all happening. I... Uh, what I signed up for was a dark satire of fame in the fame model in the 21st century. It went from satire to the thing. It was satirizing. That is a quote from the source. Um, four sources say the story was changed to a degrading love story with a hollow message that was offensive. It was like any rape fantasy, R word fantasy, that any toxic man would have in the show. And then the woman comes back for more because it makes her music better. So they have this Ooh. whole thing, which like makes the show sound pretty bad. But like... No, no shade to Rolling Stone, but like we're not all reading Rolling Stone all the time. Like I was getting a little bit of buzz, but not that much. Yeah. The weekend decides to clap back on Twitter. And so he sends a video clip from this unreleased show of his character and I guess Lily Rose Depp talking about how Rolling Stone's not relevant and like her being on that cover is just like them leeching followers off of like this fake pop star that Lily Rose Depp is playing and like his performance was bad. It looked boring. The writing was bad. And it's like, guys, like this is not, 
the own you thought it was. So they're angry at Rolling Stone for, I guess, exposing this story? Yes. yes. Okay, why be mad at Rolling Stone? Be mad that this all happened. I know. You'd think, but It was no. going to get exposed one way or another. <laughs> so so they, like, why are you blaming Rolling Stone? Yeah. So they just think, oh, this is Rolling Stone's fault. And like, we'll show them with how great this, the show is. But like the clip of the show you gave us was not impressive. So people were kind of dunking on uh, The weekend for that, which I was like, you know, he's not my favorite. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> but then apparently a Rolling Stone writer retweeted his tweet with like a monkey emoji that was supposed to be a meme. But it's like. If you are a white man talking about a black person, don't include a monkey in your messaging. So it's like, fuck, now I'm, a ba- I'm on team The Weeknd? How did this happen? Because optics were not considered. They were not <laughs> They were considered. not considered. It was quickly deleted, though. It was. Yes. It was. But it's just like, the Rolling Stone could have won if they just let this lie. And it's like, just let things, when yes. people show themselves, let them dig their own graves, guys. Sure. Just like Tom Sandoval did. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Um, so Shaka Khan. Uh-huh. Shaka Khan had some opinions about the Rolling Stone 200 greatest singers of oh, all time. Oh, Rolling list. Stone is getting it this I week. know. They're Man. all over the news uh, saying they need hearing aids. Um, it wasn't until that moment she even was aware of her ranking of 29. I didn't know what the hell you were talking about, so obviously they don't mean a great deal to me. These people don't quantify or validate me in any way, which is great. But Khan was curious about the 199 singers who accompanied her on the uh, list. Aretha Franklin was number one, as she should be. Joan Baez, 189. Let's be honest, the bitch cannot sing. Now, she was a good writer. Adele above her at 22. Okay, I quit. And Mariah Carey all the way at number five. That must be Paola or some shit like that. It was Mary J. Blige with whom Khan has had a contentious relationship who really got a blood boiling. Blige's 25 ranking. They are blind as a motherfucking bat. They need hearing aids. These children must be the children of Helen Keller. Which is like, guys... (laughs) This was rude. Like, there's no way around it. I feel like there are people who are like, oh, I love a shady diva moment, which I get. And I, I'm i a Mariah Carey fan. I love sure. a shady diva moment. But it's also like she could have kept it at the initial quote of like, this doesn't mean anything to me. I didn't know my placement on this. Because also, guys, like, it's not real. It's not like, real. These, it's, these, none of these rankings, like, people get so upset about them. I know. None of them are real. Also, this ranking came out weeks I ago, know. Shaka. Like, why are we talking about it now? I'm but, sure just because she's being interviewed for something. And then the sure. interviewer wanted a, a a quote, a click, and it happened. Of and course. Shaka took the bait. It's too yeah, bad. Yeah, sure. But the thing is, also Shaka, like twenty nine, is nothing. It's to scoff. At. I know it's not bad. Like this is that's a great. Rank. It's like, not bad. Lord knows where I would be on that list. It would be in the, <laughs> in the trillions. It just feels like you know. I feel like in the future this will not happen. I don't feel like when Mariah Carey is Shaka Khan's age that she's going to be talking about lists like these because it's so not her style. She's like, what number was I? Thank you so much. <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> need to hear about anyone else and that's the kind of diva behavior that I can always get behind. Sure. You know? Sure. And then oh, who was number one? Aretha? Ah, Queen of Soul? Exactly. Queen of Soul. Like, it, yes. Love her. Um, Zendaya is going to be paid a million dollars per a million dollars per episode uh, of Euphoria, and apparently people were upset about this. Why were they like? I that's, don't understand. If they can it. afford it, and it's like she's an executive producer on the show, hey. and she, um, you know, is the one the awards darling. She keeps winning Emmys for this role. Yeah. She is the star, the main cast member. She's the only person on the poster. Pay her her money. Yeah, and she's one of the biggest stars now. Like the fact that she she's such a huge star now, she could easily have been like, I'm not coming back. For I season know. Three. Get out of here. I'm, ma- I'm doing I'm doing Dune too. I'm doing like these huge movies right. and everything. So I think it's great that she's coming back. Absolutely. So, I mean, if, if you got the money in the budget, give her what she 
really, I mean, it's one of the highest rated shows at this point, right. I'm assuming. And one, I'm sure one of HBO's most buzzy shows. I guess, honestly, they have a lot of buzzy shows at this point because The Last of Us people love and The White Lotus, obviously. But Euphoria is up there. It's oh, one of those yeah. shows that people, it comes out and people talk about it for the whole week. It's a show you could meme to death. It's true. So, and they, it has been memed to death. Good. So, like, I, I mean, hey, if they can afford it, I think there's honestly, nothing wrong with that. Good for her. Um, apparently everybody, all of the best song nominees are going to be performing live at the Oscars, except has Hold My Hand been confirmed, Gaga? Oh, I don't know. I think of as of this article I'm reading, she is the only nominee that's not yet confirmed to be performing. Okay, I would love for her to perform, but also since she's currently filming the Joker too, yes. I would love if she was somehow like still in character. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know she loves that shit. And she performs Hold My Hand like as her character in like and it's remember we don't talk about this enough i know exactly Re- what you're going to talk about her <laughs> grammy performance of shallow it. where she was going off <laughs> the rails and and it got talked like the final shot where she's like yes. upside down in front of the camera looking like a corpse like <laughs> with the camera zooming in on her frozen like people memed that for like you know a couple days for but sure. we do not talk about the, that performance enough because what on God's green earth was happening there. I don't know, but that was the Gaga of your. That was the Gaga <laughs> I miss and love. Did you so throw your phone? It, it fell, slipped off my lap. Oh, okay. Um, and so I think it would be fun if uh, at the Oscars she sang Hold My Hand as a crazy person. And honestly, I don't think that is out of the question. You know she's a method actor. Mm. Uh, I, so I think we should all buckle up and hopefully she signs on and performs as, you know, Harley Quinn. I would love that. <laughs> and I also really would love not to, not to, to be like the opening of the Oscars. So mm, I was talking okay. about this earlier. I think that would just be like the big jolt that everyone would love. You get a lot of people on that stage dancing their asses off. Everyone in that audience like standing. Because the thing with RRR is the people who are seeing it in theaters are like standing up and cheering and clapping during right. that song like in the movie. So I think it'd be fun to like show that in the audience of the Oscars to be like, hey, guys, going mm. to the movies is fun. So I think that'd be a great opening number. Is that the final song in the movie? No, no. no. It's okay. like in the it's in the middle of the first act. Oh, OK, great. Yes. The more you know. Um, the 2023 Film Independent Spirit Awards happened, and apparently everything, everywhere, all at once, cleaned up, won a total of seven prizes. Is there any way it doesn't win Best Picture? No. <laughs> it actually, it beat the record for most SAG Awards won by a motion picture yeah. uh, last week, and it just beat the record at the Independent Spirit Awards for wow. the most awards won by a single movie at the Independent Spirit Awards. Like, it's beating these records. Like, it is getting all the, because Oscar voting just started on Friday. Oh, really? So it is getting all of this momentum during voting. Usually oh. movies that are the perceived front runner kind of start to lose momentum right. during voting, but everything everyone wants is just gaining momentum. Mm. So it's I to be a producer on in that movie, I bet they are three. I'm sure they are. So good for everyone involved. Yeah. And, and the Independent Spirit Awards are always a good time. They're always fun. I love that. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of Oscar voting, make sure if you're a patron uh, to you know vote in our Oscar pool. Submit your ballot of what you think is going to win every award. I'll put a link in the episode description just so you can have an easy link to it. But if you get the most right of everybody that submits, we've decided that you get to pick the next patron requested video of the entire list of upcoming patron requested videos. So make sure to get those ballots in, babe. Yeah, you can control the channel. For you a can. Week. For a week. <laughs> and I think control the channel is strong, but yes. Yes. You, you hear what we're saying. Uh, Kiki Palmer had her baby. That's wonderful. I think that's so she exciting. She deserves nothing but greatness. I know. Um, Kiki Palmer and Darius Dalton have welcomed Leotis and Drelton Jackson, born on February 25th, 2023. It's a very pretty baby. Everybody seems so happy. I'm, ha- I'm glad that, like, what a wonderful 
mom she's gonna be just like she's so good at everything yeah she's gonna be great she's as being great. a mom and i hope that guy is nice i don't know anything about her i'm sure he's nice I'm i sure. feel like she's got good taste yeah she seems to have a good picker yeah um funny girl is closing in september the revival of funny girl has set its closing date for sunday september 3rd leah michelle ramin karimlo ramin karimlo karimlo uh dreard Grimes and Tova Felcha have all extended their contracts to stay with the show through closing night. I found this to be a little shocking. Like, isn't it doing really well? Wasn't it breaking records at the oh, box office? Yeah, and but like Lee Michelle's not going to be in the show. Like at this point, Lee Michelle will have been in it for an entire year, and mm. that's a solid contract run for a, a Broadway show. And you don't think they could replace her with someone at this point? Uh, I don't know who they who could they possibly replace yeah, her with. I mean, I'm it. available. That's true. I'm available. Get in there. And hey, I did a pretty good job singing Giants in the Sky last week. You know what? I love the confidence. You know, if someone was like, hey, you're the next Fanny Bryce, baby, I will get the vocal coaches <laughs> I need to perform my best. I'm sure. <laughs> I am sure you will. Yeah. And you know, I'd be there front row. Opening night. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You'll be there with a notepad giving me notes. (laughs) I I have some notes. I have some notes. Here we go. Uh, Miley Cyrus is reuniting with Disney for a Disney Plus original special. Um, Endless Summer Vacation Backyard Sessions is streaming on Disney Plus on March 10th in celebration of her record release. It comes out on Friday. So if you're wanting to listen to the album Endless Summer Vacation Live with us, make sure to go to our YouTube channel Thursday night, 9 p.m. Pacific time. We're having a live listening party for this. But I'm excited she's having a Disney Plus moment. And there's like we're celebrating the anniversary of the climb. Like I don't know. I, I like that she has a good relationship with her former employer. Oh yeah. You well, know? she knows her roots. Yeah. Like she is absolutely a person who knows like how she became Miley Cyrus. Right. And I don't think she's ever lost sight of that. Even when she was going through her like, no, I'm an adult now. I'm gonna right. like hump people on the VMAs and everything. <laughs> like I think she still would always talk fondly about Disney totally. and everything. So I mean, it's, I'm glad she's having a moment. I always like Miley Cyrus, so I'm glad she's. Taking, she's really taking this moment that she's having and embracing it and doing everything she can. I'm sorry, when you were saying that, I just realized that um, it's going to be 10 years since Bangers this yep. year. Yep. Man, how old are we? Old. <laughs> old. Old. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, just so you know, I see an article about Haley Bieber and Selena Gomez, and I'm skipping it because I don't get what we're arguing about. But we wish them both the best. No one should be bullying. So if you're one a fan of theirs, don't bully. And um, I'm excited for Selena's next album. Okay. Uh, <laughs> did you see that Vanessa Bryant uh, reached a $28.5 million settlement in her lawsuit over the helicopter crash photos? Apparently, the uh, Los Angeles County... Um, over the leaked photos from the helicopter crash that killed her husband and their 13-year-old daughter and seven others. Apparently, I just can't believe that they took these pictures and mm-hmm. were sharing them. She deserves every penny. Oh, like, yeah. what a horrible thing for a mother and a wife to go through. And I am glad she sued the pants off these people because like, that's just such disgusting scum-of-the-earth behavior. Yeah. And... I appreciate it. I agree. Good for her. All right. Yeah. Is there any other news for idiots you'd like to share? Uh, Big Brother US, CBS has announced they will be keeping the feeds. <laughs> Few. We were all, we were scared all week, guys. <laughs> when we when they announced when Big Brother Canada announced that they were getting rid of the live feeds for yes. this season of Big Brother Canada 11, we were all trembling in our boots, but don't worry. The live feeds will be back. I will be here at my chair talking about everything happening on those feeds for <laughs> weeks to come unless I am in that house. I was going to say, we got to knock on wood. You could be in the house and someone could be next to me talking about you in that house every week. And then I'll be like talking into the camera, updating you guys like live from the Big Brother house. Like, okay, guys, this is what's happening. <laughs> 
I look forward to that. Um, but is there any other news? Oh, congratulations. I think that's a big win for you and the Big Brother community. Thank you. I needed a win. You did. We yes. all did. Um, so I think that's going to be it for the News for Idiots. So we're going to take a quick break and then be back with more 2K Mats, the podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello. Hi. We are back. It's true. We are on to email my heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of email my heart if you email us at two gaymats at gmail.com. Two is spelled T-W-O. Yes. So the first email comes to us from Luke. Luke says, hi, Matt. Love your show. A fairly new listener from Melbourne, Australia. Three years. I think I'm still new. Okay. I'd say that. Sure. Been on for a while. Uh, last night in Australia was World Pride, an amazing event of love for our community. On Friday night, there was an opening concert with some amazing Australian and English artists, including Charlie XCX and Kylie Minogue. My two questions are: What would be your dream country or city to host? And if you were organizing the opening concert, who would you have on the bill? Ooh. Keep up the amazing work. Love to you both, Luke. What country? Oh. I mean. First thought for me would be London, just because, you know, I the the queer artists that come to mind are British, like M and E K years and years. And then they could just like be driving down the road, jump out, perform. And, and London and London, that way the Spice Girls can easily reunite for it. If yes, if yes. they want to do that, absolutely. And of course I would want Mariah there. Um and you know, some of the big divas of her time. I'm like who else is a big gay icon who would be performing at Prides. Well, you know my thoughts on like the the there should definitely be Pride performances where it's nothing but character actresses talking. <laughs> of course. That's that's like the sequel to women talking. Yes. Just character actresses talking. And it's just women <laughs> at a, like women at a table yes. all over the age of 60 mm. just talking about literally anything. I that's love that. that's my idea of a Pride concert. But I'm trying to think of like what what is the gayest city of the world? Mm, like I truly question. don't know. Whatever city I'm in, baby. <laughs> there you go. Los Angeles, California. Trenton, oh. New Jersey, where I was born. Yeah, I don't I don't know what city it would be. I mean, people have, Jeff is saying share in the chat. I uh, think if Beyonce wanted to perform all of Renaissance at my pride, she could. <laughs> she just wanted to do the whole Renaissance world tour for a bunch of queer people. That would yeah. be lovely. And we'd love that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Mini K, years and years. I'm trying to think of other queer acts. People love Brandy Carlisle. I feel like we were asked a similar question to this recently. Recently, yes, yes, recently. yes. So, all those people I said before. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And the, the artists that like really are embraced by like the like the straights they don't deserve Lord and 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 uh, Robin uh, and Robin and and uh, Carly Rae. They don't. Who've been giving us great music and they're just being ignored by the heterosexuals of the world. So, so give them world pride, baby. Yes, they can come to Two Gay Mats Pride whenever it happens. Two Gay Mats Pride in Trenton, New Jersey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next question uh, comes from Adrian. Adrian says, "Mistaken musical identities." Mm. Dear Two Gay Mats. Hope you are doing great. I had a question about mistaken musical identities. A lot of people mistakenly attribute popular songs to the wrong artists. For example, Meredith Brooks' Bitch, which a lot of people mistakenly believe is by Alanis Morissette. Right. Got, this got me thinking, what are some songs that you mistook for another artist? Or if you cannot think of any, do you ever get annoyed when people misattribute songs? Um, I remember as a kid being 
positive that I believe love fool. Love me, love me. Say that you love me. Is uh-huh. that love fool? I was like arguing with people that it was the Spice Girls. I was like, no, what? that's the Spice Girls. What? No, that's the Spice Girls. Like, I know it's the Spice Girls. Don't come at me with this. It's the Spice Girls. It was not the Spice Girls. I, they're, they're, it's not <laughs> even a group, is I, it? I think it's a, it's a band of some kind. You don't hear, the Spice Girls have such a specific tone to like each of their individual Look, voices. Like, did you hear Mel C ad-libbing over the third chorus? No. I just felt like the kind of sunny, upbeat, positive pop sound of the time was very Spice Girls and it felt like something they would do. I could recognize the Spice Girls' voices from Look. across town. Like, uh, and I'd be like, this is so specifically Mel B. Right, but couldn't, if you didn't know me in 1995 and you mistook Mariah for someone else, it could happen. I wasn't as into the Spice Girls as you were, so I heard 1995, this. the Spice Girls didn't even exist. I'm talking about Mariah Carey. She oh, existed. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were still referring to Love Me, Love Anyways, Me. <laughs> yes, so I wasn't, I didn't know their names. I didn't know their vocal tones. I knew what kind of music they put out and it felt Spice Girlsy to me. I was wrong. I mean, th- admitting I was wrong for the first time in 10 years on 2K Mats. We should all be thanking me. <laughs> You're I'm welcome. Not, I, I, you know what? We, we can, it's okay. We can forgive, but we will not forget. <laughs> What did you, uh, did you have any artists that you thought did certain songs? Um, I don't, you know, I always do sort of mix up like the Tovlos and the Zara Larsons and like the, 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 the pop girls who are like from another, is Tovlo from another country? Yes, I think okay, so. Yeah. I think she's Swedish? Sure. Like, yes. like those kind of artists that are all, I, I would say the slightly lesser known ones, like not the A-list ones, right. but like the the other ones like mm. I kind of always like confuse them a lot and I'm always like oh whose voice is this what's right. going on and everything so that's the kind of stuff that I always confuse totally I can't say I like confuse specific songs yeah. none that pop up in my head right away do you get angry when people because there are a lot of times where most of the time it's like a song exists and I never knew it was by this person oh. but I don't attribute it to another person I don't think I get angry but I, I'll correct sure <laughs> and I'll be like well no let's look it up I'm right yeah, but like, I, I don't it doesn't upset me but I just am, I'm here to help and I want to be like hey what you said is wrong. Yeah, like a Lewis Capaldi. Like I truly didn't know we we have a Lewis Capaldi uh, review uh, coming. This uh, it will be uploaded like Wednesday. Yeah, and I truly did not know what's the the song that's the first bonus track before you go. Before you go, I truly did not know that was Lewis oh, Capaldi wow. until I heard it on the album, and I was like, of course this was Lewis Capaldi. Right. Like I I just like it didn't two and two didn't come together. Right. For me for that. So that's the kind of stuff that. I would say I fits me into this category. I remember when I was a kid also being positive that All I Want for Christmas Is You was a cover. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know a cover of whom. I knew Mariah did it. But I was like, yeah, that's Mariah's version of this song. And it's like, no, it's Mariah's fucking song. So, but, it's, but that just points to how classic the song is and how it sounds like it's from another era and how she's a perfect writer for all generations and makes timeless music. So... I it mean, works. Not to bring up Shaka again, <laughs> but you know, there are the people who think that I'm Every Woman is just originally That's true. a Whitney Houston song, yes. um, which I'm sure Shaka has some things to say about that. Yeah. And uh, do you think people think I Will Always Love You is. Whitney original? Or do you think there's still people out oh, there? Oh, I'm positive there are people who don't oh, come know that on. That's, that's a Dolly Parton song. I feel like it's so, I don't know. I, I would like to think it's so widely known at this point that it's Dolly Parton, but you never know. If you're connected to the internet like we are. We are. We love like the everyone listening, I'm, just, I'm sure. Got to get that Ethernet cord right. And gotta I'm get the always Ethernet, connected. <laughs> got to get your cords working, guys. You do. Yeah. So Matt Steele. Yes. What has been giving you moments, darling? Uh, so first of all, like being able to see my two friends who I haven't seen in a very long time, having all of us reunited was really, really wonderful. Um, but also I saw another 2022 film uh, that I really enjoyed a lot. It's called Causeway. It was nominated at the Oscars for Best 
Supporting Actor, Brian Tyree Henry. Um, and it is a, it's starring Jennifer Lawrence, and she is playing a woman. It's, it takes place, I don't know how many years, probably like 10, more than 10 years prior to now. Okay. Um, and she is coming back from Afghanistan, and she has been injured and has this brain injury, and so she's like redeveloping like her motor skills mm. and everything. Yep. And during this rehabilitation, she goes back home to where she's from, which I believe is New Orleans area, mm. and she befriends this guy who is a mechanic who is played by Brian Tyree Henry, and they're sort of just sort of leaning on each other for He has a past that he struggles with as well. And Mm. she is, as she is trying to like recuperate and they're both like sort of trying to heal each other in the process. And their friendship is really, really beautiful. I think it's a lovely, lovely film. Brian Tyree Henry is fantastic. His, I loved him so much in, uh, if Beale street could talk Mm. and he got a little bit of Oscar buzz for if Beale street could talk, but he actually kind of played, a similar vibey role in that movie. They're very different movies. Like if Beale street could talk is a little more, a little more stylized, I would say, but okay. that's the same type of role of, of of sort of like that friend who you can lean on, who has insightful things to say, and <laughs> right. he just feels so natural and warm and inviting and sweet, um, and and so he's I I think it's a wonderful nomination, and I'm so glad that he got nominated, especially because the movie didn't get any other nominations, so oh. it could have easily been his performance could have easily been looked over, but so I'm very happy that the acting branch nominated him. So yeah, I suggest everyone try it out. I, it's uh, Apple TV. All right, on Apple Apple TV, I used my friend Connor's uh, Apple TV password. Oh, great. Oh, I could have given you mine. I'm sorry. Oh, well, Connor offered. Great. (laughs) So I guess, you know, you didn't offer me. And plus, you with technology is not really great this week. Oh, really? You're coming from me about technology, doll? All of my technology worked this week. I don't know. I just don't think of you as a technology person, but we can go on. Look, Hey, my microphone's working. (laughs) I put this microphone in front of me and it is working just fine. Yeah, you moved it from point A to point B. Yeah, but hey, it didn't break. It didn't break. It didn't break. That bar is low. Yeah, I cleared it. And I'm sure I knocked it a couple times. (laughs) It happens. It's fine. You're expressive. I sure am. Matt Palmer, what has been giving you moments this week? You know, I was so preparing for the Tom Sandoval read that I really have not a lot to say here. I will say that playing um, Zelda uh, has been very fun. We have been rediscovering Zelda on Switch. It is... um, Link's Awakening, which I think is a port from like a uh, Game Boy Advance or something, and they kind of made a 3D-esque version for Switch. And I'm loving playing through it. It's also very fun to play with Jackson because he, as much as he doesn't like playing the actual video game because it's kind of hard, you know, a little bit. Okay. He's very good with the puzzles, and there's so many puzzles across the universe. It just is like I grew up playing Zelda with my family, like my dad and my brother and I always played a lot, uh, and my mom did a little bit. And uh, when we were growing up, and so playing this new version has been so nice, and it's gotten me a little warmed to the idea of playing. Breath of the Wild, which is like the Zelda game that was made for Switch, but it's so open world. And you know, like me, I like structure. Sure. I like do this, do this, do this, do this, and you win. And this is like, you have a whole world in front of you. Do what you ever want. I was like, I hate that. And so sure. I had just gotten my Switch. I wasn't mentally prepared for Breath of the Wild, but I think once I beat Link's Awakening, I'll be more open to Breath of the Wild. And then the Breath of the Wild sequel is coming out in a couple of months. And it's like, can I fit all this Zelda into 2023? I don't know. So is Breath of the Wild something that you can feasibly win? Or is it just so open-ended that it's just like you just play forever and ever and you, not re- accomplish anything? I mean, <laughs> yes, you can feasibly win, but there's also like, but you can do every side quest and win all these Korok seeds, which like, 
I'm not doing that. Like, I all I want to do is beat Ganon at the end of the day. He's our bad guy. Okay. And uh, you can feasibly win it. I just need to be patient with myself and be okay with, like, finding new paths and not having, like, a straight forward, like, go to this level, then this level, then this level. But I'm I'm not used to that. You know what? This is your right? year to expand your horizons. Absolutely. And to and, and to not take it so seriously, baby. Maybe one day I'll figure out how to stream my playing of Zelda Breath of the Wild live. Because people love watching that shit. They really do. And I'm like, I don't care. Why? But I'll do it. <laughs> if I can sure. hook this thing up. People watch it. Remember that time we were on Twitch? I do remember that time we were on Twitch. I'm glad we're back to YouTube. It feels right. Sure. It's we, like a con- we still get emails from Twitch being like, hey, where'd you go? I, we get emails sometimes where it's like, you have a new Twitch follower. And I'm like, oh, baby. <laughs> You're, you're not going to get anything. I'm so <laughs> sorry. come straight here. <laughs> sorry to those new followers. I know. Sorry to those men. But I'm sure they follow us on YouTube. I maybe. hope so. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, guys. Is there anything else you'd like to tell the people today? Oh, that we love you so much. Guys, please join us for the Miley Cyrus uh, album, Listening Party, and then the next... Uh, uh, live stream podcast yes. is going to be the Oscars. I mean, we're we're not going to watch the Oscars on no. the live stream. We'll be we'll be after the Oscars are over, then we'll pop in and right. do our live podcast. So it'll be a little later next week, but I'm excited. It's going to be a, an active week. For Absolutely. Us, and so. on Saturday, if you're around in uh, the afternoon on Pacific time, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern. If there's no internet issues, I will be recording my new song, Most Improved, live on YouTube on the Matt Power Music YouTube page. And I hope you come and see it. It's pretty fun just seeing all the layers happening and the vocal performance. And I think I've gotten the timing right. It's going to be fun. So make sure to become a patron if you want to. Go to patreon.com slash 2 You can join our Discord where we talk all the time. And uh, the Patreon's a lot of fun. You can request videos for us to react to, review. And just keep listening to the podcast because yeah. I like it. Yeah, guys. So everyone check your Ethernet cables. Fuck Tom Sandoval. <laughs> talk Ra- fuck Raquel. Or Rachel. Whatever our fucking name is. And we love you all. We'll see you next week. See you then. Bye. Oh, yeah. Rate us on iTunes, too. <laughs> yes, do that. 